Professor Brain Brown's research shows that vulnerability fosters good emotional and mental health. It is a sign of courage. We become more resilient and brave when we embrace who we truly are and what we are feeling. The Vulnerable Scientist Podcast is a space for scientists to tell their honest and authentic stories. I am your host, Saranya Kerry, who happens to be a scientist, informal science communicator, and I help scientists create personal websites. If you want to support this show, go to www.patreon.com slash thevulnerablescientist. You can also follow this podcast on all social media platforms at TV Scientist Pod. Hi, welcome to another episode of Dr. Afra's story. And for this part, she talks more about the laws that um, she's experienced in her career journey. She also talks about, we have this, you know, honest conversations about um, things that happen in the workplace, especially in the in the academia side when looking for grants, how racism plays in, a role in it um, in, in the South African space. And also, we also talked about um, gender bias. And she, the, 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 the difference here is she talked more about gender bias by women, towards women not the the common gender bias that we think about and um that's what that was kind of interesting and i hope you enjoy this episode and just to make a remark on one thing you said about pay payment and that you feel to, that you need to compensate so if you are now being paid more you feel like you need to work more and it, yeah i hear you on that one because uh, i feel the same uh, I also signed in in my new position not knowing how much I would be paid. <laughs> I was like, I don't care. Actually, I don't want to know. Because <laughs> the more you know, the, you will actually act on it in not in a good way. However, you realize that these people are paying you more just to for your own self development and growth. You know, not just sometimes they don't just pay you for for you to conduct the research. Yeah. They do it so you can groom yourself, so you can take care of yourself, so you can be the best version of yourself and do your science. You don't want scientists to come to the lab looking like they are um, homeless, you know, so good in their work. So we, they should sometimes maybe tell us, especially we in academia, <laughs> we don't know how to talk about the money and negotiate it sometimes and you see. We lack those soft skills someone also told me before. Um, but yeah, uh, at least we are aware of the problem or, you know, the, that's half the solution, you know, that's what they used to say, knowing the problem. Mm. Wow. So, Thanks for saying that. <laughs> yeah. Do sometimes, so do take care of yourself. That's the key mm. word. Yeah. So many levels. Okay. Sorry. We, we went on to this. <laughs> Yeah, you talked about balance. It's something very important. Anyway, another law that you would like to talk about? Um, um, yes. Okay, that's important. Um, <laughs> the the way sometimes um, it's like you are told to behave certain way. I know we need to be professional, 
But sometimes, um, in science especially, and I've realized this in many, especially in my, I've observed my colleagues and everyone, um, we are submissive. We tend to keep quiet. We tend to agree. And if you say something contradicting, now you, it's like you are, um, um, like you're against them, you know? Like we, we must, yes. A very rebellious act. You must be submissive, and in that way, you lose your scientific voice. You know, mm-hmm. um, you, you, you tend to be someone who just agrees, and your character will be yes. And that's one thing that I want to get rid of because I and yeah, I know your supervisor is supposed to show you the way and stuff, right? But um, there are certain things that you're not supposed to say, certain things you're not supposed to do. Yes, we, we need those protocols to keep things aligned, to keep things respectful. But at the same time, don't make it a dictatorship, like you tell people and impose things upon them. So this is, and I've noticed this in the scientific community, the protocols uh, are too much, you know. And maybe with the new generation, it might change. So, for example, if you laugh, if you if you make uh, I tend to laugh a lot, so I'm very happy. Uh, I did not explain to you the meaning of my name, which is happiness, and I'm oh, finally realizing. Yeah, it's like farah in Arabic, so yeah, afrah. Um, I tend to laugh a lot. Furaha. Yes, you have the name. <laughs> I see why we get that. Uh, Swahili is more Arabic, like it came, some words came from the Arabic. Whatever. Thank you, and the numbering, yeah, yeah, I know, I had a um, lot of colleagues from Kenya and we spoke about the topic of Swahili. Yeah, so I laugh a lot and people tend to not take me seriously. If you laugh a lot, you're not a good scientist. Like, what is the correlation? Yes, they would think that you're not a serious person. You must come and present yourself as this way and do not laugh, like, as if you're modeling science, you know? <laughs> <laughs> you're not doing science, you're modeling it. If you don't behave this way, we're not taking you seriously. But if you, how dare you say this? And I, I don't know, it was quite suppressive um, to me. So this is one law. Uh, we, we, science communication, not that you communicate science to other scientists, but also if you know how to communicate science or, or we as scientists, we need to define a way on how to communicate. It must be professional but also at the very same time not suppressive. It does not suppress your character. You must be able to show yourself. I One thing, I liked your topic, actually, the vulnerable science um, test. No one speaks about it as if we are not human beings. You're a scientist. You're supposed to be perfect, you know? You're supposed to... If you saw, if you show any sign of defect, it means that you're not good. Like, I'm telling you, people don't say it, but you can tell from the energy or the way they act towards you. If you come, if a scientist comes and say, I'm depressed, for example, I had colleagues who come out like that, and you could see that everyone around is treating them as if they know less, you know, for example. Oh my God. You see? So, we human, we tend to judge, you see, but we need to define, we, we should know better. We, in the science community, we should know better. We should be more understanding. Um, so, I don't know how to fix this, but this is one of the loads, is the communication between us scientists need to be improved. Um, and from top down, not just that you respect, even the the big 
uh, supervisors, they must also respect the students. You find some that they really um, do not respect the students. I don't know where, because they have the authority, for example, or vice versa. You find a student who do not respect their supervisor and don't listen to them. So I don't know. Maybe we need to make a new field uh, where someone could do science communication uh, between scientists to find the rules and protocols and the etiquettes and how to do things because it's just a mess. And you'll find that many of students have um, bad relationship or they don't live in good terms. I was speaking to one of my friends uh, with their former supervisors. I spoke to her and she was like, oh, my, my former supervisor doesn't even speak to me. Can you believe that? You reach a point where you don't speak to someone who supervised you for three, four, five years. Now you don't speak. I understand we are human, but still, like, over what? Yeah. yeah. And I think the reason, um, like, I was shocked to hear that, you know, that, you, and I know many, actually, many who would say, I'm glad I left. I'm never looking back. It was a traumatizing experience. Um, it's hardly to find someone who says, oh, my God, I enjoyed my PhD. Oh, my God, I loved it. Oh, my God, my supervisor was amazing, you know. How how often do you hear that? <laughs> yeah, it's like it's a toxic environment. It's like you're signing yourself into something. <laughs> so it's very rare. You wouldn't find someone who say it was beautiful. Yeah, I grew up. I felt different. You know, I learned. Uh, uh, so, oh my goodness, I think <laughs> about this supervision. Yeah. Yes. Uh, postgraduate supervision. <laughs> exactly. Talk about that. Yeah, because you as a supervisor, you have the lead. And you once did your PhD and you know how it feels. Yeah. So you must at least help the students to have a different experience. Actually, a positive experience. Because now I know. I myself know. So if I'm... And I would love to supervise students one day. Uh, I'll make sure, I'll make it a pleasant experience. I'll make sure they grow, they learn, they're happy. I don't want to hear this, I was depressed during my PhD. No, we must find a new way of doing it. You can't keep going like that. So that's another law. Wow. <laughs> and I'm, I'm glad that yeah. you said that. And it made me think about my supervisor. And, you know, as much as I know she doesn't <laughs> anyway, um, I, I really appreciate her. Like, she's I don't know. I, sometimes I don't see it, but when when I think about it, when people talk about the supervisors, I'm like, wow. You know, sometimes you don't see things until yeah. you explain to them. Yeah. So I was like, wow. I mean, my supervisor is very supportive. I, I, actually, when I, when I talk about my struggles, people are like, Hi, is the supervisor stressing you? I'm like, no. I'm so much <laughs> Quite the opposite. Uh-huh. Opposite. <laughs> <laughs> thing and sometimes you know it can be a good thing uh it can be a good thing to have a very supportive supervisor but sometimes you wonder what if mm. what if it's a lie you know because you, you think like everybody's saying the, the the wrong thing about their supervisors what if mm. it's a lie maybe maybe something is wrong and maybe she's thinking i'm not serious enough you know with my work exactly that's a thing that this that can worry that comes but i i appreciate let me just you know, bring that out there. I really appreciate my my current supervisor as per now, my Ilri supervisor. She's, I don't know, 
Yeah. yeah. She, if she was, if it wasn't for her, I would have quit a long time. Exactly. You are actually one of the few people that I hear them saying something like that. Mm. For me, it's very important. Even when I show, they were interviewing me, it was very important for me to like. It's like kind of interviewing them and knowing is this the right people I want to be under. It, for me, I'm, mm. I don't. I, I I I don't. I'm selfish naturally, so I I really take care of. I really try, let me say try, to take care of mm-hmm. the people I I surround myself with. And sometimes I, I question myself. Like yesterday, that conversation I was having with that girl that I met, um, maybe about, let's say, honesty. I'm very, you know, particular when it comes to honesty. When someone is not honest with me, I'm very, I'm like, uh, I don't want to be in that environment anymore and I'm done with it. <laughs> But sometimes I'm like, but where will I get that honest person? Because sometimes I'm not also not honest about some certain things. Yeah. So there's, there's a place, I'm in a place where I'm trying to figure that out. I'm trying to, those boundaries and saying there's no, like, if you listen to, I don't know if you've listened to Frederick's podcasts. Uh, there's a episode that he did with Dr. Frederick. Oh, he's also in bioinformatics. Actually. I'm gonna check it out actually for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah? So he was. I, I love what he really introduced to the whole thing for me. Like something that he really kept showing up in his journey was his decision to leave when it's not good for him. And mm. I I love that he talked about that. It's I think it's very important for people to choose themselves as much as they choose this career. There's also you. You are you're the most important actually person in the whole thing, and you need to choose yourself over certain things that are not working for you. Exactly. Yes. Mm. Yeah. I agree with you totally. So we we really need to not just talk about find solutions, you know. So yeah, yeah, yeah. We yeah, must yeah. find solutions like the real. And you see, sometimes this kind of bad supervision comes in terms of neglect. I see survivors who just neglect their students for three years. And then when it's the final year and the funding is running out, okay, now let's do things, you know. You've been a lazy student, like they shift the blame on the students, you know. And, yeah, and you also get stubborn students who do not listen. And then at the end of the day, they still say it's the supervisor's fault. So we have this, we're playing the game of shifting the blame, but we don't know where the, yeah, we can't pinpoint the problem. So something needs to be done about it. Otherwise, no one would like to enter academia because they would know they're stepping into a toxic environment. Yeah. If we do not fix it, it's not just making the science, it's also making the scientists. Mm-hmm. So um, we shall see. Okay. We shall see. Yeah. That's all. <laughs> Otherwise, I keep going till tomorrow. <laughs> anyway, another, another low. Um, another low. Um, mm. uh, in words, I'm trying to think. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, I tell you. I remember gender bias. Mm. Um, especially, I don't know. I don't know about other fields. But I want to bring this up. Like um, some people think that, um, let's say you're hiring someone, and I heard this also from someone. If a candidate is a female and a male, they would rather choose the male, thinking that the male would do better because they already brainwashed to think that the man can do better. You see, and 
that's gender biased in in terms of allowing someone to enter into a place. So you tend to find those kind of gender biases coming from women themselves. They bias against themselves. Yeah. And that's what made me really like fierce the last time because you would understand if it's coming from a man because okay, we suck two different gender. But if another woman does that it it makes you feel like you yeah, it's like how far can we go if our enemy is actually ourselves? <laughs> Another woman, like, and I know I'm I'm not naming, but um, I had this experience where I could see there was gender bias. Male men are treated better uh, when they come with ideas; it's accepted. When they come with ideas, it's novel. Um, but if the idea comes from another woman, no, let us not try this. Why don't you just stick to the protocol, for example? Oh my god! Or in terms of promotion. And I tell you, these um, I have. Do you have the ones outside? Yeah. God, I have kids. I wish I they like grown ups, <laughs> but not scientists. <laughs> and I'm the same age, but it's the weekend, okay? Yeah, it's anyway. Fine. It's fine. Yeah. Understandable. So the the gender gap, the gender bias, anything gender, it's a big. No, and it makes it difficult for a woman to thrive in in the scientific um, environment, you know, because if you apply, someone might not give you that opportunity just because of gender-wise. However, you find that, and I'm sharing this because I want to open people's eyes, you find that the most um, support as a woman, sometimes you receive it from men, and I call them their allies, men allies. They boost you, they send you far. However, if you encounter another woman that contradicts or encounter you, she can bring you back to level one, you know, square one from the beginning. So I really need um, women and sons uh, to be kind to each other, to be more understanding um, for others and to give more opportunities. Even if, if, I, even if the other woman does not show the skills that you're looking for, I don't know, but give the opportunity, help her grow, help her develop. And maybe the reason why is because she's raising a family and have kids and stuff. Maybe that's why she couldn't do this that way. But you must be accommodating and understanding. I don't know how to say this because I was shocked when I saw this kind of bias is coming from another fellow scientist and a female scientist. Mm. So, yeah, that's the... That's the thing I want to bring. Like, don't think that when I say gender bias, it's male against female. No, no, it's not. It's some women thinking that men could do better. So let me make a whole team out of men. Uh, maybe if I need to uh, add women, it's just to make her represent. You know, sometimes the big companies, they come and see when they are giving you a grant. They need to see the kind of diversity you have in Yes. So I did, yeah, they do that. I once was speaking to a friend of mine. She said, oh, uh, the supervisor herself, I don't know if you want to pass this, but she was like to her um, secretary or something, please find me a black lady um, so I can add her to my team. She didn't say find me a scientist or find me a black lady. She's looking for color now to add diversity so she can get more grants. <laughs> so I saw this thing on LinkedIn sometime. Yeah. Someone posted about it. I didn't think so much about it, but when I read about it, she was she was talking about her experience 
Yes, and I was like, yeah. Okay, now she's talking about a um a male who's white and uh, old. So there was those those aspects that I was thinking. I was like, ah, maybe maybe because he's he's still in the older generation. Mm, maybe because he's white. Maybe that's just racism. Mm, maybe because um he they 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 they're just men in the group and they want to look like they they need some balance. Maybe it's just justified. But when I when when I read more stories about it, because now when I saw it, I started researching about it. I was like, are there women or people of color? Because it doesn't necessarily to be a woman, people of color who are put into a group not because of the skills, but because they yeah. are a certain color. As in, mm-hmm. if you think about it, someone else would say, hmm, "But you, yeah. you, 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 you guys are complaining that you're not giving you opportunities because." Uh huh. So now we're giving. You've been given. Now you're complaining. Yeah. See, but it's the the intentions. There is a difference between you bringing someone of color so you can improve their lives and skills and bringing them just because you want to diversify your group. It's different intentions, right? Then if you, yeah. So the intentions are different. If the intention is just to bring someone of color so they can just, your group will look beautiful. I have black, you know, people of color. That's the wrong intention. And it means that you are actually discriminating against them. Against that person. Exactly. It means that person will actually be having a very toxic environment. Even exactly. Yeah. And they, their input will never amount to anything. Thank you. Because they don't believe in you. They just brought you so you can add more color to the group. That's it. <laughs> That's it. No other reason, you know. We don't believe in you. <laughs> It's terrible. Someone needs to study these things. <laughs> yeah, so, as I said, it comes to the intention, so. Okay, it's painful, it's annoying. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, I always thought about doing stand-up comedy, so I'm adding more to my list, actually. I'm adding more. <laughs> yeah, let's get a personality. I'm thinking for it, but I need, I need to be mentored, you know, uh, mentorship. I need to know how to do it right and how to accept the rejection. You know, me, I'll go and cry. But like, no one laughed at my jokes. I'm never doing this again. So I need to develop that resilience. You know, when someone doesn't laugh, it's okay. You know, don't take it personally. Yeah. So uh, anyway, so yeah, we brought the gender bias at, from a different angle. You know, not just men against women. No, it's women against women. Uh huh. And bringing color to your company, not skills. So, and sometimes you need to help those people of color um, to develop their skills, and mm. and some wouldn't. They're like, no, why would I waste my time? You know, some also look at it that way. Let me just hire someone who's skilled. I have no time to waste. Uh, to waste. Uh, I'm gonna have a performance gap. You know, um, no, I can't. There's no time. But really, people need to be- believe in capacity building. And some are blinded by publications. Uh, this year I must publish this number, otherwise I'm not a good scientist. No, I know it's published or perish, yes. Um, but just make a good balance. Make the science, yeah, be human. Make the science and the scientist. So, and be a good human being, you know, with good intentions. <laughs> yeah. So. That's the other down. I'm, I'm probably maybe there's more. But I'm gonna scare people out of academia. So, 
it's still a lovely place. 